You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, it's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're safe and well. Uh, beautiful evening uh, in Hornchurch. Um, if you're new to the channel, please consider um, subscribing and hitting the notification button so you're made aware of any time we put new content on. We've interviews going up daily, but sometimes two, three times a day. We don't want you to miss any of the great guests we're talking about, any of the great memories and players, so make sure you hit that bell icon. Uh, we've got loads of guests, loads of great fans coming up, including today's guests. It's West Ham Lifelong Ammer. Nigel King. Hi, Nigel. How you doing, man? Hey, Russ. I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, not bad, thank you. I thought I'd go outside. I thought, why not? You know, you don't get... An... This is our summer. I've got two days of it, so I might as well enjoy it while we can. <laughs> All two days. Yeah, exactly. How's... Uh, everyone says it, but how's lockdown treating you, Nigel? Uh, not too well. Good on one side, and on the other side, uh, not so good. I mean, obviously, you know yourself, I've, I've got a couple of animal centres like zoos that we, we're open to the public. And yeah. so that side of it has been terrible because we've lost a lot of revenue through yeah. uh, visitors and, you know, people are booked in to come and visit us and meet the animals and things like that. And then on the positive side, I work in London for a big, uh, like it's like a pest control company. We just deal with birds, so pigeons. Yeah. So pigeons don't care about coronavirus or lockdown. So they've been just going about the business really nicely undisturbed so there's lots and lots of business out there for me and i've been really really busy so yeah. i didn't have i didn't get furloughed so good <laughs> there we go so yeah one hand giveth the other taketh away a little bit in it exactly but, uh, but anyway as long as you got our health that's the main thing in it nigel we can always right. uh, we can always burn exactly. money somewhere but and uh, and obviously football's back brilliant yeah yeah <laughs> um <laughs> super excited uh yeah, it's like we've had a break. It was like the close season, wasn't it? Really, and then it's like it's back again suddenly. Yeah, and, uh, it's a bit yeah. like it's a bit like someone's literally just pressed pause on the entire season, and they've unpaused it, and nothing's changed. You know, everything's the same. You know, we're not playing well. You know, uh, Arsenal are capitulating, and VAR still crap, and everything's still the same. It seems nothing's changed yeah. in hundred days, but. Um, at least we've got something to moan about, something new to moan about, rather than... Uh... Exactly, I can get back to being miserable again. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's been looking forward to this chore that is supporting West Ham starting again. And that's that's basically what what's, what's happened, isn't it? Everyone's sort of... Yeah, definitely. It is, what it is what it is, isn't it? And, uh, and you know more than anyone, Nigel, you know, if we, were, if we were in it for the football, none of us would be West Ham fans, would we? <laughs> be honest. It's, like, it's like being tortured for like 40 odd years. Do you yeah. know what I mean? what it's like it is it I, is I, I try to explain to people what it's like being a West Ham fan they just don't understand nah they can't I don't think you can I think it's something you know and it's even like but it's not just the you know the the torturous side but then there's sort of, sort of the community and family side I don't know anyone other teams have that do you know what I mean it just seems that you know even like what, the last hundred days you know when we're on lockdown everyone's you know obviously on the West Ham forums and Twitter yeah and it, it's still like a together it's still like everyone's getting each other through it and it's still banter and stuff and I don't See, I don't, I don't know if that's with like other clubs. You know, you walk down the road and you'll see someone in a in a West Ham shirt. 
you know, you always go on your irons, you know, it's like, you, yeah, don't know know. That. you don't know that person from Adam. I get on the train all the time, you know, on the, on the, on the Metropolitan line, I'll be in my West Ham jumper, <laughs> and there's some random bloke, like, call your irons, it's like, right, yeah. Yeah, they are like that, aren't they? Yeah, they are very much like that. They are. They I are like so alone. Yeah. They feel the pain. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know what you've been through, isn't it? It's like if you saw yeah. a Chelsea fan, oh, they've won the Premier League, meant enough time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. been there, done that, mate. Been there, done that. It is fun, though, looking at the Arsenal fans. I mean, I've been a lot, I mean, I've watched more Arsenal TV than I've ever watched. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've been bad. Yeah. It's, it's true. Uh, that's like my that's like my sort of guilty pleasure when Arsenal have lost, is to go oh, into YouTube. Fun, fans are terrible, mate, aren't they? But at least we give our players a bit of credit sometimes. I mean, I mean, yeah. they're brutal. They're, they're brutal with their fans. They really are. And they're as you said, yeah. no, you're right. We have, we have, I mean, we, we, we kick off, you know, all the time, you know, but it doesn't, we don't seem to have that sort of schism in the, in the, you know, a division in, in the fan. Well, it's a small one, but not as bad as Arsenal and people like that. There's well, like, it. it's very much the Arsenal. You've got like, you know, I can't remember the guy's name. You've got the old guy and you've got the others and they just hate each other. They just, they just like, I know. They just, absolutely I know. mental. Absolutely mental. So Nigel, you know, you mentioned, you know, 40 years West Ham. How did it all start for you, man? Why, why West Ham? Why was that your team? Uh, funny story, really. So uh, my dad was a musician in the, in not from the 60s or 70s through there. And uh, so basically as a young boy, I was an only child and I used to get palmed off every weekend I used to be playing so he used to like his band and that so yeah. I used to go out with my mum so he's palm me off from me nan and granddad my granddad was a big football fan well he wasn't he supported Spurs but like he was he liked football and they was you know every Sunday and that they would sit down and watch match of the day yeah. and I was, I was seven years old I was and uh, my granddad was sitting he said what team do you support in Nigel and I went uh, well, I didn't at the time I just went that team there so and they was, it was West Ham and ever since that moment, you know, I supported West Ham. Oh I mean, God. you know, it's it's sod's law, really. I mean, it could have been like Liverpool or something, couldn't yeah, it? Or like, yeah, yeah. Right. It'd it be so much easier for you, was West Ham, and then he took me to my first game in 1977. My granddad took me. Actually, my first game he took me to was at the Valley, and it was it was Charlton and Spurs. Derek Howes was playing. And uh, that was the first game I, he ever took me to as a football game. And at those times, you used to sit on a grass bank at the edge, you know, on yeah, the edge yeah, of the yeah. so like, a lot of fans there. And then the second game he took me to was West Ham versus uh, West Bromwich Albion. And it was a free-free draw. And um, Pop Robson scored. I think Devonshire scored as well. Uh, but it's a free-free draw. And I always... The thing I remember most about it was being terrified as a kid on the tube when everyone was getting like like that. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. that was the first game I ever went to, and it just it just went from there really. And I was forever like a West Ham fan. How funny that that one fateful day on Match of the Day. I know Match of the Day, and that was it. And that's the trick. It's, it's weird. Lots of different people's stories how they yeah. get into the team. I mean, it, it was just and that was it, and oh, that was I love it. it. You know. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, my God. He took me to the FA Cup final in 1982. Oh, wow. But, like, you know, 1982, 1980. Yeah. He took me to the, yeah, so. Brilliant. Yeah, so. What could have been? What could have been if, if you know, if the schedule was around, matches were, were around a different way? You, you know, we wouldn't be talking, anyone, Nigel. Couldn't you could have been anyone. You could have had, you could have had such an easy life. You could have been know, a Chelsea fan. I was you know. Yeah. I had a black hair. At the moment, it looks like someone put me on. Like a, well, it's sort of black, but it's at the moment people. Nigel, no, like, no, any any hair would be nice. Any any hair would be nice with me. So <laughs> you know just, what I mean. I didn't want to say, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it wasn't this short. It wasn't this short pre-coronavirus. <laughs> it really wasn't. But um, but I I decided to. I gave my wife. I thought I thought she could do the job for me, and so I gave her some beard trimmers. And uh, from a and I looked like I had a p- alopecia because it it doesn't work because it's a different type of hair. I found out afterwards, um, so I had to go and rush to Lakeside and buy some clippers, queue up outside Boots for two hours. Um, but yeah, oh, man, that was good. Yeah, so I've gone I've gone proper Julian Dix now, second spell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, and it's yeah, it's, it's quite liberating. Anyway, um, yeah. So obviously from then onwards, obviously you know the FA Cup final was would have been amazing because uh, we actually won something. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, although we weren't, you know, as I said to others, you know, in my lifetime, you know, we won the Intertoto Cup, European football. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good exactly. times. Do you remember when we we, we played Sour Bucharest? I think Joe Cole was playing. Oh, I remember that. It was on uh, Channel. I was, that was Channel Five as well, wasn't it? Because that, that was yeah, when Channel Five. Some of them Euro but... games. Do you remember the one where we beat Mets three 0 And yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, some of those games were great, weren't they? And like you know. Yeah, good times actually. I, I mean, I remember, I remember the, the fun time the, the more recently when we were obviously qualifying for the Europa Leagues and we, we played like FC Berkakara, um, Joker Rip. Here and even, boring nil nil draws and stuff. Yeah, and we played, yeah. you played a uh, Joker it, FC Joker it. But Berkakara, I remember Berkakara because the manager, because I, I had to commentate that day, and the manager of Berkakara was, was, he was, he was smaller than me. Um, he was quite a little short little bloke, and he'd actually go out at half time and have a fag outside the ground with everyone else. <laughs> Because you couldn't smoke in the ground, and like prima, he was he was brilliant, absolutely hilarious, hilarious guy. Um, and they all, I remember that game really well because they all wore um, McDonald's. They were sponsored yeah. by McDonald's, and uh, and I was sat in the dugout with um, Kyute and uh, and Sacco, and they were laughing at their striker because their striker was like a mass. He was quite a big bloke. That was the guy that um, that Mark Noble did the. Uh, hey, hey, you're fat, mate. You're fat, mate. You yeah. know, sort of thing too. <laughs> Uh, but he was an international. He was an international striker. His name was because um, someone picked up. It was Kent Hammers told me. It was Fabrizio Mocchioli, and he was like an international Italian striker. And I was showing them on Wikipedia. He's like he's played for like Milan. And stuff. Yeah, have a look at this guy. Yeah, exactly. And they were laughing. At it. it was brilliant. But anyway, anyway, but anyway. So since eighty, yeah, since seventy-seven, you know, obviously there's been some highlights. And some low lights, but you know, you've you've had some memories. What ones sort of stick out in your mind, Nigel? Sort of as 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 great times. It might not even be matches. It might be a lot, like a lot, of, a lot of my great times. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I've been talking to a few pals lately who, uh, you know, they're a bit down the dumps about. You know, maybe we're getting relegated, and you know, and and some of my best times were in the nineties when we was actually in the lower league yeah, and. Yeah. He's going to places like Paul Val, and we had it. And a lot of the players, so you'll see some of the players in my 11 are, are from that sort of era. And mm-hmm. but it was a great time for going away, like when Ewood Park was just made of perspex, yeah. and you had to walk across like a wasteland of concrete to get to it. And, and those times when I was going to, you know, I mean, I'm a home and away fan, seriously, I go all the time, and, and like you know, but those times were really good for me because there was a group of us that used to go, yeah. you know, so we used to hire cars from Gravesend, and then like. Just like these old fiestas and that, like loads of us packed into it and drive up to these grounds because we didn't want to take our own car in case they broke down and stuff. <laughs> so it was like there was there was some really there's uh ones that stick out like Port Vale. We won one nil against Port Vale. I think Bish scored. It's raining hard and they're, they're, I remember their ground. It was like made of corrugated iron. Yeah, dreadful ground. And there was uh we saw Martin Allen in the car park on the way home. Like one of the services was just having a laugh with him about how bad it was there. Uh, Sunderland, I hired a minibus from Graves, a place called Wills in Gravesend, to, to take a few of us up to Sunderland for the FA Cup game. John, when John Byrne was like in his, you know, he was knocking in goals against everyone for Sunderland, and we drew yeah. 1 1. But we actually broke down about five miles from the ground <laughs> in the labour, and we had to hitchhike to the ground. Oh my God. But we just, and, and we just left the, we just left the <laughs> minibus there in some labour. <laughs> <laughs> and went home with a load of blokes we met. So there's, there's so I many so many memories. So I was talking to Jackie Hughes earlier about a, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a story. It's actually quite funny. So I I'd I'd, oh, I'd had a deal with someone over something, and this guy had given me some fake twenty pound notes, and I was like, oh, I've been done here. So I had these like forty quid, I think it was two twenty yeah. fake twenties, and we was playing Man United at the time. It was the game when Kenny Brown scored, and we beat them two one. Yeah. And I, I was sort of going out with this bird and I said, I'll take you out of West Ham. And I thought, I'll get a ticket off a tout. And I really ate touts, do you know what I mean? The way yeah. they sift the fans and stuff. So we was we was there and it's like five minutes had gone and I couldn't find anyone. His tout come up. He said, all right, mate, do you, want, do you want a couple of tickets? So I was like, yeah, yeah, mate. I said, yeah. I said, how much? He said, like 50 quid. So I gave the tout these two bent 20s. And uh, I thought, yeah, I've had you over. Went to go through the turnstiles. The geezer goes... They're fake tickets, mate. <laughs> you believe that? That's a straight up story. And it was, uh, and but he let me in. He said, oh, and he let me in, but that's a true story. Oh, so uh, that, was, that was quite a funny one. But that's what I think. I mean, all those stories, the, the one thing that, that's, that's, 
the same throughout them is you haven't spoken about the game itself. It's all about the it's all about the journey there, and that's what West Ham's been about, isn't it? It's about the journey. Yeah. Um, as I said, you know, if it was we we're in it for the football, we wouldn't be West Ham fans. And and as you I mean, said, my daughter's a big fan of us now. My daughter, my daughter's like 20, 22 now, and yeah. she comes to all the away games with me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's a good thing we get to spend time together. Yeah. But she sort of got into the banner side of things and loves it. So it's it's, it's great. And that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? I mean, it is, and that's why I think you know, although you know the, the football's back on and that's great for for one thing, but it's the banter, isn't it? It's the, again the oh. result is the result is really insignificant to be perfectly honest. As you said, yeah. we still turn up. Doesn't matter what league we're in. We, we still will, and we're still we still got about it. we've got an army of fans and uh, yeah. like just like. The banter and some of the things that they come out with is, you know, someone can do something bad on the Friday and they're slaughtered on the Saturday for it. Yeah. And so just some of the things, so just someone to start something and you're like, and it's just hilarious. You know, just, yeah. And it, it is all about the banner. Exactly. And as you said, like Jackie Hughes and, you know, yeah, you were chatting to Jackie and, and you know, without, without West Ham, you guys wouldn't be mates. Very true. And that's and what you, happens. And that's, it's this common thread. It brings you, it's in your fabric, it sort of gets in, it's like osmosis, you know, you just sort of, and particularly you, because you sort of like, just picked a team, but still it's like, it's in the fabric of, of everything you do now with West Ham. And, and yeah, I mean, there's some, I've met loads of people, just, I meet people all the time, like, Phil Nice is a good bloke, you met yeah. him? Yeah, 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 we're getting, nice. we're getting on the channel soon, yeah. He's a, he's a funny guy, because he's been on set, he's a bit of a comedian, and he's a funny guy. I'll tell you what, I don't know if you've had on, but when I used to do the bird control at Upton yeah. Park, so I used to take a hawk in there and scare away the bird. Yeah, I remember the hawk, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a security guy there, it's called Michael Hayden, and he's a quality guy. When I used to chat to him, he used to tell me some of the stories about, because the players used to stay in the hotels, and he'd go, yeah, don't say nothing, because <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? You'll get me in trouble, but he would be a good guy for you to get on with. Yeah, okay, friends. man. We'll get him on. I'll make sure I'll make sure I'm lawyered up first before we got Michael yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. He was he was he's a funny guy. But that's, and, uh, but that's it, it's just the stories and the banter, and that's what this whole thing's about, being about. And that's why I think everyone's sort of love taken to it because it is about an opportunity. Because obviously people like, you know, that story, which is brilliant about the fake tickets, you, Jackie, that group would know, but not necessarily other people. And it, and it, yeah. it's brilliant. And that's what and that's what being a West Ham fan is all about, is sharing those stories. Um, and as you said, you know, there's loads of opportunities and, you know, and uh, I mean, I know what you mean. I th- uh, yeah, my, I think my happiest time as a fan was probably, you, you're probably right in the championship, really, because you'd win more than you'd lose. Exactly. We used to win all the time. We did. <laughs> we did. I was talking to, who was I interviewing the other day? I was interviewing, um, I was interviewing Luke Chadwick. Um, oh yeah, and, yeah. And he was part of the two at uh, the oh four oh five, and that's obviously when we beat beat Preston. We went on like a, we were seventh, and then we went on like a ten game run. Well, I think we we lost once in the last ten games, and was winning every day, every game, you know. And it was it was amazing. But uh, yeah. yeah, now when you go back and look at the look at the fixtures and look at the results, and you know, I mean, Harewood banged in twenty two goals that season. Uh, Teddy was twenty goals. You know, forty two goals from our strike. When was the last time that ever happened? In the I know. Top I know. It's, it's like it's, it's unheard of, isn't it? It is. I've been lucky, you know. Like I said, I say when I used to do the bird control at West Ham, yeah. I used to. I knew if they was playing at home on a Saturday, I used to train at the ground on a Friday. So yeah. I used to make sure I went on a Friday, so I could just sit, throw the bird up in the stands, and just sit there and watch the team. <laughs> and here's an interesting story for you, actually, that, that no one will know about. No one. So here's other little birds that hover on the side of the road, kestrels. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I was there in April. It's a close season. And I just finished the. And did you know there was a pair of kestrels nesting in the stadium at Upton Park? No, I did not. And kestrels nest from April to June, right? Yeah. And that was when the ground was empty, and they was they nested behind the screen in the Bobby Moore stand. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I found the nest, and they was eating pigeons and starlings, and I was like, "Did you know there's a pair of kestrels nesting?" Oh, wow. That's near, yes, where, that's near where my box was because my box so so in the old ground it was next to the police control room so it was literally yeah. but yeah above above me that was oh yeah. amazing yeah but oh, so, cool. you know you I wouldn't have known it, it was only I threw my hawk out and they went mad because they're protecting their nest and I thought where have they come from yeah. and they they actually nested in the stadium every year oh so, it's a shame now they've knocked it down they've lost their nesting site but yeah. you know not anyone would have known that you no, know unless. 
And now we do. We've got an exclusive exactly. on my Hammers 11 today. Insider information. Insider information. That's what I like. Everyone yeah. likes a bit of that. And it's, lo- and it's lovely, as you said, like, you know, your daughter's like into it and, and you go around together. Because, again, that's what it's all about. It's about passing on the, the next generation. I mean, my daughter's, she, she's just turned eight and, uh, and she's starting to get into West. Actually, when she was a baby, I mean, you know, she was her birth. She was actually due on the playoff final in 2012. Um, and I had a cracking Ooh, seat. Oh, tough decision. I, well, I had a front row seat. Front row. Tough <laughs> <Some> decision. <laughs> I, was, I had a front row seat and I, and I was chaperoning Hammerhead round for the day as well. So it was like a mm, free ticket as well. So, um, yeah, so I went, I went to Wembley and, um, and, uh, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> very lovely. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, and again, part of the fabric of, of, of West Ham gets into everything, you know, so literally mm. she was born a few days later. I, I, I then knew that the trophy was going to be at Romford, um, West Ham shop. So yeah. poor Cal, she's about five days old. I've got a picture of her because Eddie, Eddie, the security guard, was behind there, and I asked him if we could go in. I've got her in the in the trophy, like asleep in the trophy. <laughs> yeah. She was like scarred, and then she was into it. Then she got like didn't get into it, and then the West Ham women's so obviously very close to Rush Green, and then that's really sort of piqued her interest again now. So I've been working on her, you know, it's sort of like. You know, but it's always lovely when you when you like you've got a daughter mm. or a son, and you know my daughter, you know she's she's an eight year old Essex girl. She's she's got plenty of clothes, but yeah. <laughs> when she, when she comes down in a West Ham kit, she's picked that one to wear. It's like yeah, you know, yeah, of your heart. But uh, no, it's yeah, like, my daughter likes the old, she likes the old West Ham shop, mate. She uh, <laughs> she gets a few bits and bobs. Like say we go to away games that we've been up to, but you know she comes and endures all the pain of going to Burnley. And I love the, Burnley oh, away. No, I love Burnley away. Blackpool. I stayed in Blackpool that night. We stayed in Blackpool and we had a bit of a laugh and then we went to the game the next day that horrible cricket club that took me about three hours to get out of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and yeah but it's a long drive home when, when you it get is. beat by them yeah, I remember we we I remember going there once when it was in uh the, the Big Sam era, and obviously Big Sam, yeah, Burnley hate Big Sam more than some West Ham yeah. fans hated Big Sam, <laughs> and uh, and obviously you had to walk from the tunnel, don't you, into the middle, you know, yeah. to, it's one of those really old fashioned, and all the team had come out, and I was like, where's Sam? And then literally like ten <laughs> strides behind was him, just he couldn't walk any low if he tried, and he just like like bring all the booze to him, and it was like yeah, oh, yeah. That's a, that is a, that is an old school ground though, isn't it? That yeah. I mean that. I mean you know it's a crappy ground when it's sponsored by Oak Furniture Land. <laughs> yeah. <But> also, <laughs> the, also the, I find it a little bit in, indignified, you know, when they have to walk across the pitch to get yeah. to the, It's a bit oh, weird. It's like, I mean, we used to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like the old marshes walking out like three miles to get to carry the goalposts out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and no one ever wants to do the nets, do they? No, no one ever wants no. Everyone's everyone's, off afterwards. Everyone starts warming up. Yeah, oh, I've got to get my shoes up. What was that? Nets. Oh, do you know what? I'll do the corner flags instead. And, and you, get the one, you get the one geezer who plays for the team who carries the crossbar on his own, giving it the big one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, no one wants to put, turn up late. Do you know what I mean? Turn up. Oh, sorry, yeah, that's all. That's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's that's like, I mean, that's a, that's one of the things I think why I quite like that that sort of mid nineties period, particularly of my sort of career, West Ham career, so to speak, was because everyone was relatable and everyone you could, and we'll probably get on to some of these players anyway. So I might stop talking about that because we might bring up <laughs> stories anyway. So anyway, guys, <laughs> we're going to go and talk about your eleven. Because otherwise I could talk all day to you. Um, and the only rule is you have to be alive to have seen them play. That's the only yeah. rule. And we'll try and keep it to a four four two, just because it's easier and people can visualize. I mean, some people, I mean, if like, the, the more the football players, they, they're, they're all a bit fancy. So, you know, when I interviewed like Pete Butler and stuff, he, he went through a three five two. And I was like, oh, okay, right. We'll allow that. But we'll do four four two because it's easy. Um, yeah. So as you said, Nigel, you sort of pick, pick people that are sort of your, your favorites and, and yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've I've done that. I've looked to who you know. I've picked a few players in my favourites when I was when I was a kiddie, and then going through the nineties. It's a very nineties theme, to be honest yeah. with you, with a couple of recents, really. You know, sounds uh, good. Yeah. Okay. Let's start. Let's go in goal. Who's in goal for the King Eleven then, Nigel? Well, I mean, I would imagine that most people go for Ludo, and that's who I've gone for. Yeah. I only really saw him make a couple of mistakes. It was like against Aldershot when it went through his legs. Uh, you probably remember that one from six yeah. nil up or something. And but but he, I actually saw him in Blue Water a while ago, 
and uh, he, you know, he was very, you know, forthcoming for a chat. And I said, oh, Ludo, and I had a little chat to him, and he was, he was really, really nice fella. But, yeah. you know, he was a great keeper, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was a great, and he was very different. You know, he was the first athletic goalkeeper so to speak we had, wasn't it? Because you had like Parksy, and Parksy was just like a unit. And then yeah. this guy from Czechoslovakia. Clearly, no one knew where Czechoslovakia was because you know, close <laughs> Moscow's closer to England than it is. You know, but um, but yeah. yeah, and he was just like he was one of those players that he, he was more like the modern day keeper. Do you know what I mean? Sort of like a yeah. Emerson or you know or you know or De Gea you know sort of more athletically built but yeah he was just big wasn't he just, mm. just he was but he used to fill the goal I mean, you felt safe yeah when he was in goal didn't you thought yeah this guy can he can do you know what I mean he just looked big in the goal didn't he, he took the goal up yeah, he was good. Okay, yeah, he was, he was a great goalkeeper, and he had a great and he had a great song, which we still see on now. You know, so exactly. that's exactly, and that's that's exactly. Great. He's a legend at the club, isn't he? He, so is, he, he is. He's a lovely guy as well. Um, I think most people yeah. have, you know, most people. I think who go and have looked at yeah. some of the videos, and most people go for Ludo. I think we've been. I mean, goalkeeper is an area which we've done all right in, bar six months last year. Um, oh. You know, we've done all right. I think from goalkeepers, not too bad. Yeah, we've done all right with keepers, definitely. We've done all right. I mean, we got Ludo, we had Shaka, we had David James, Robert Green, oh, yeah. Joe Hart, uh, Fabianski. Yeah. You know, we've, it's one no, area, I'm, I think. I'm you've left Alan McKnight out. Oh, yes, <laughs> did I in that list? Oh, sorry, I, I, Alan McKnight. And Bernard Lamar, I forgot Bernard Lamar as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, you know. And Neil Finn, I forget, I forgot Neil Finn. Stephen Bywater, Stephen Bywater, he came yeah. up today in conversation. So did yeah, he? yeah, he did. He came up in conversation with, with um, with one of one of the players I interviewed. Um, he's come up a couple of times actually. Stephen Bywater, um, yeah. great Graham Howlett did um, from these at Mother Brown did a a lockdown eleven. So he picked eleven players who were in who basically were the wrong side of the law. And um, <laughs> Steve, okay. Steve, yeah, and and afterwards, go and Google Stephen Bywater when he got arrested. It was it's quite it's quite amusing. Um, yeah, that will be that will be one of my things to do. Actually. Yeah, yeah, it involved I think it involved a machete or a knife and a delivery driver. Whoa! In his pants there or in his, in his or in his robe or something. Yeah, it's a bit weird, but yeah. All right, anyway, anyway, Pat, just put Ludo, <laughs> put Ludo in. Yeah, let's right. let's go left back then. Who's left back for you, Nige? Only one left back, mate. That's, I'm right. That's what? Dixie, mate. Dixie. <laughs> that's uh, that's Julian Dix, mate. For me, uh, brilliant player. I'm, I'm very. See, the thing is, everyone remembers Julian. They think, oh yeah, robust, hard player. You know, go through people. Everyone's terrified of him. Great penalties, amazing left foot. But I remember we played Wimbledon once, and and the ball got floated over the top. I think Fashion or something, and he literally. Took it down on the outside of his right foot, flicked it over fast to his head, took it on his left foot and just threw the ball across. And I was like, yeah, yeah this, this geese is a bit more than like, do you know what I mean? He was a total quality football player. People didn't see that no. with Julian. They only saw like the, you know, the red card merchant. And that, that's all they saw. But mm. he was an incredibly skillful player. He was. And I know really, what you mean. Really. Outside of West Ham, I think yeah. people saw him as a thug. But inside West Ham, we knew how much of a good football player he was. Oh. Um, and, and that Wimbledon game didn't didn't he get was that the one where it all kicked off and there was a twenty two man rumble I and then think it then, might well have been and yeah. then he and then he got sent off for going I straight through Dennis Rice yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that was yeah. my when I interviewed Mad Dog that was Martin Allen's one of his greatest moments in a West Ham shirt was that game so it wasn't his tackle on Carlton Palmer then no it wasn't he said it was that <laughs> game because that game was brilliant because it was just yeah. so needle and it was like I still think about that game all the time but Julian yeah. was one of those players that I said who were related you know of that sort of 90s era you know you yeah. could easily walk into a pub and it wouldn't surprise you if Julian Dix was at the bar do you know what I mean whereas like nowadays yeah. it's like I wouldn't see Anderson walk into the you know walk into Weatherspoons, you know or, or <laughs> you know what I mean and I, and I think no, that's no, why exactly what you mean. it's where it's changed isn't it yeah it's changed and he has that and he had Julian had that sort of that sort of uh, a little bit Sunday league mentality. Do you know what I mean? Because he has like, you know, the stories are true. He, he did drink a can of Coke in the Mars bar and then go out and play 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, and that's what we would do on a Sunday, wouldn't you? At Hackney Marshes, you know, that's what he would do. Well, all the old players, did you look back to the centre, people like Stan Bowles 
I used to get like pissed up and then go out and you know what I mean? That's yeah. that's how football used to be. Yeah. But it's they changed do. so much. They're athletes now, aren't they? They're not they, like yeah. It's, Uber, it's, Uber so they've got their own nutritionists and stuff mm. like that. I mean, that would never have happened in the old days. No, it wasn't. I mean, that's. I remember when was it when Wenger came in and he like and that he was the first one, wasn't he? And then like all like oh. they were all like, oh, no ketchup and no mayonnaise and, and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Right, we'll put Jude in. Uh, okay, you should go right back then, Nigel. Okay, I was torn here. Yeah. <laughs> I was torn between uh, one of your guests or what, uh, uh, but I liked Shemmel. I like Sebastian Schemmel. I thought he was a great player. Uh, but I put in Tim Breaker because, you know, he was a bit of... You know, he stayed with the team a long time. He stayed with the club a long time. And he was a, and I only really remember him messing up a couple of times. He, was some mis- he, had, some, he, mis- he had an air shot on the edge of the box. I can't even remember it was against, but, like, like Scott, he was, I think Gary Furmage are putting in that overland and seeing there's a picture of him, like, swinging his foot here. But yeah, yeah, apart yeah. from that, he was a real sort of steady, steady player. And I really liked Tim Breaker. I yeah. saw his, uh, his his interview you as well, and he's he's a, I think he's up for Bolton now, isn't he, or something doing some yeah, coaching. something like that. He's a, yeah, or Birmingham or something like that. And uh, yeah, he's a. I mean, I I was. I didn't have, as I said, well, it's been quite good going back and looking at all the games because I again, like you know. When I was a fan, like in the mid early nineties or early to mid nineties, he was there for ages. You know, I didn't really think of Tim Breaker in the team. You know, he was just a name. But actually, going yeah. back and watching it, he was mustered as a right back. He really was a good. Was a good he was a good, and I told him that in the, in the interview. Um, but yeah, lovely guy, and you know, they're all lovely guys. I mean, I, I think they were, you know everyone I've spoken to from that era is brilliant. You know, and they just all give you a time, and it's really nice. But yeah, we'll put the uh, the robot. The machine as 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 our as a. Well, it's funny team. because I in in the nineties I there was the Makita tournament. Do you remember when we when we was in a tournament with Arsenal, yeah. Panther and Arsenal? We got beat by Sampdoria about six one. Biali scored and yeah. and I actually bought a Makita screwdriver and I won a competition to go and have dinner with the Arsenal team. <laughs> and I literally had to sit there with Tony Adams and her and his limo and, and I sat there in the Gunners Lounge and had dinner with them. And that was actually that was all right. I was chatting to her, but I got to go in the bar afterwards. And uh, Tim, Br- I think that was all in there. Peter Butler was in there, I think, and uh, Kenny Brown. And uh, I've got, but I remember that you know it's quite a good laugh. I went in there afterwards, but yeah, oh, just another that's little story there. For you. No, I love it. I love it. I love it, Nigel. Okay, we'll put Timmy Breaker in. Let's go centre back. So who's your first centre off then, Nigel? Right, Steve Potts. Potsy, yeah. And I'll tell you why. I, it's funny because you know how reliable he was, mm. and he. And I remember that I was sitting, I was went up to my mates, he's a Liverpool fan, we all went up to his house to watch us play Luton in the FA Cup. And we kicked off and we was doing all right. And then we was talking, Steve Potts come on. I said, see him. I said, Steve Potts. I said, in all the years I've been watching West Ham, I've never seen him make a mistake. Right? And then what happens? Yeah. He completely makes a complete pig's ear of it and Scott Oates goes through and I think he gets an hat-trick in the end. Yeah. And they beat us 3-0. So I just put it on him, and, and like, but, but I'd never seen the guy make a mistake. Do you no. know what I mean? He was a, he was a super player. He was Steve Potts. So I, I put him in there. That's yeah, no. yeah, no, good, good man. And as you said, yep, um, still at the club, you know, under twenty threes, coach as well. It's, it's brilliant to see. Um, but you're right. I mean, and actually, ironically, you know, when 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 we signed Tim Breaker. I think that made Steve Potts because it pushed Steve into the centre back positions, yeah. and he was a better centre back than he was right back. You know, yeah, and and someone, someone that small shouldn't be that good at centre back, but he was. Yeah. You know he I mean? was a good player. He was very good. Read the game really well. Okay, we'll put Stevie in. Who's Steve going to partner in the centre half positions in Nigel? Again, I was torn between Slav, and I did think about Alvin, um, but I put Real Ferdinand in there. Yep. Like a Rolls Royce, wasn't he? Yeah. To be honest with you. He Brilliant was player. Good. Yeah. Brilliant player, and he only got better. You know, but as a youngster, when he played for us, he was a super player. I'd even seen him. They'd put him up front sometimes. Yeah. They'd pushed him up, and he was as good a centre forward as what he was like. A, you know, he was a really great player. He's great. You know, when he used to, we haven't had many players that could just take the ball down and cruise out of the defence mm. in the midfield and mm. turn it into attack like Rio could. Yeah. You know, and he was input. That, I remember uh, some of the Man United players said, "They said, who's the hardest player to get that one on one?" I said, "Rio Ferdinand. Trying mm. to get past him on one on ones in training was impossible." So yeah, 
that he, he was my choice for centre yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. You're right, and 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 he's he's one of those players who are a bit like of a yardstick now. It used to be obviously Bobby Moore was the yardstick, and then then when Rio came, he was the next Bobby Moore, and now it's like yeah. who's the next Rio Ferdinand? And you know that's that's sort of it's sort of this circle of life. You know, it's like uh, it's like a bit in midfield. You know, Scott Parker, <laughs> then it was Mark Noble, and it's Deck, and it's like there's always the next one. But yeah, we haven't had anyone like Rio. Um, who, who could do that? And you know, I think, yeah, he was brilliant, and he was one of those players. There's a few of them uh, of that era when they turned up. You thought he's going to be good. You know, you just got a sense, and then you got that dread in the pit of the stomach, like he ain't going to be here for long. You know, it's like he's one of ours, but mm, he's going to go soon, isn't he? And um, and that happened all too soon. You know, for all, all them lot, weren't it? All that those yeah. those ones that Tony brought in, Tony Carr brought in. Um, I can't but, believe we got relegated with that team we had. On 42 points. Nah. England yeah. internationals, and uh, it's impossible. I mean, how can that happen? Only oh. to us. Only, only to West Ham would we get them at 42 points, you know. What would, <laughs> what would we What would we dream for having 42 points at the moment, oh, Nigel? Mate. Don't, mate, don't. Still will be all right. Three wings will be, will, will be up, we'll say. That's, that's, my, that's my opinion. Uh, okay, we'll put Rio in. Let's go midfield then, Nigel. Who's going to go left midfield? Do you know what? I've put in, there was two players, but I'm, I'm putting them both in my team because, for switching because I, I, I liked them as midfielders. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so, Stuart Slayer. Uh, brilliant. When he was with us, those couple of seasons he had, mm. like when we beat Everton 2-1 and, and he absolutely destroyed Keown in that semi-final. But it was the way that he used to just take people on. Yeah. And we struggle with that sort of plan nowadays. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at some of the way we play now and we, you know, like Anderson should be able to do what Slater done. Mm. Slater just used to, he was a kid and he just used to put his head down and he used to go and no one likes being run at, especially at pace. Yeah. But I just and, think, that's, I think that's a modern day thing as well, Nigel. You know, we don't have that, you know, it's, 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 I mean, Slate was, you know, same as like Matty Effrington and in before him, Lazaridas, you know, they're sort of yeah. these, these sort of old school wingers, really. We don't get in the game. We Little don't Mark have Robson wins. was a good player, wasn't he? Do you remember him? Little Mark yeah. Robson. He yeah. was a good player, wasn't he? Lightweight. And he was, he was good. He used to go past. But we, the, those little skillful players that go past people make a massive difference. Mm. But I just think Newcastle got that kid now. That's St. Maximin. He's a yeah. That's what I mean. But they're very, they're very much a much. I mean, obviously Traore. We know that full well. At, at oh Wolves. my god! Um, I, I, it was quite funny when he when he took his top off and when he was changing and he just had it's, like this for some fucking hell. Jesus! Where did these? I mean, what sort of what juice is he on? Do you know I what know, I mean? I know. They're not drug tests. These guys. Incredible. Well, if it, more, than, more than ever, to be honest, wouldn't they? Because make sure they're all. He's right. enormous, isn't he? Absolutely He's enormous. Yeah, and you know, and I just think that that that's you don't get loads of them in in the Premier League now. You don't get loads of these sort of. Well, the thing is, we, we should be utilising Antonio like exactly, that. yeah, exactly. That is his strength out on the right hand side, coming in, cutting in, going past players, using pace and strength. Yeah, mm. we see him up front and expect him, and, and we. He's, I don't know what noise is going on with that. I really don't, honestly. He's never a centre forward. But then someone like, yeah, I think he just needs must at the moment. I think, but with with someone like with someone like Bowen, no, he's, he's no, good. he's he's a good player. Really. He's a good. Yeah, player. we track. I, I am I am denied when we, you know, it's like, cool. How much are we paying for this fella? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then well, I watched it a few highlights and I thought the way he cuts in and the way he's been playing, you know what? He's he he looked good. Him and Deck on against. Uh, uh, Spurs. against Spurs, mm. they were good, mate. They was, I mean, Declan was amazing, and not but but Bowen, he looked dangerous, didn't he? And he put such a shift in, didn't he? I mean, you know, he was covering yeah. from Fredericks at an absolute mare, and and he was covering from all the time. And you know, I just hope that he keeps because you know, him and him and Deck, you know, I, I mean, as a as a sort of a, with with not Mobs as well, you know, that, that sort of three, I mean, that that's what you want, you want players who are going to keep. Running for ninety minutes, aren't you? Yeah, we're talking about that. For the shirt, yeah. it's it's important. I mean, I always said I played football for a long time and a good standard as well. And like, uh, you know, you know, when when you when you want to win, you want to win. Do you know what I mean? And and it's, do you know what I mean? You you got to give hundred percent. Yeah, 
I, I look at it and I think to myself sometimes when I see these players and they're lining up to take a free kick and they blast it over the bar, I think, this fella's on 100 grand a week. Mm. And, and I'm a 52-year-old man and I can still curl a ball over a wall and hit the target. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. on 100 grand. Yeah. There's no excuse for not being able to hit the target, mate. That, oh, that's no. my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I agree. But like, if you're a footballer and you get paid that much money and you're that good, you should be able to at least hit the target. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or be fit enough to run for 70 minutes. You know, exactly. Or have a bit of, you know what I mean? You know, all that training. Yeah. God. It's all right. We've got, we've got, we've got a rest now for a week. So, you know. Who knows? <laughs> it's not like they've had a three-month rest or anything. They've got a week <laughs> off now. Who knows? <laughs> Right, okay, we'll put Stuart Slater in. Who's going to be on the other wing? You mentioned the other winger. Who are you going to have? Well, I, was, I would have switched these players about, but I, much as people hate him, that you get players who come to the club. Well, I've got one who's going in my team anyway, but you yeah. get players that come to the club. And I was gutted to see him leave, and I was gutted the way he left the club and his attitude. But I mean, Pyatt for mm. like skill and like yeah. to see, he lifted our club from the doldrums, really. Oh, yeah. He, he he made us believe, didn't he? He mm. and the whole team. If you know, even Cressy, like you look how good Creswell was a player when he knew he had him in front of him, mm. and like and the confidence that man put through the team. Yeah, and it's just a shame how it ended up. But as a as a player, what a super footballer. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Just done things with the ball that, like you know, and and to have people on match of the day actually giving us some credit for one of our players. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was he was you know we we have very 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 rarely had a player who was like the man in the premier league do you know what i mean he was like he yeah. was the best everyone player was terrified of him you, exactly when we slap him all that all my mates who were like you know got mason's tottenham and, and, and oh i hope i ain't playing and yeah, you're yeah. like that goes to show you that they that they know when he got a free kick he was like yeah this is yeah. a goal yeah that one against yeah. palace i mean how can you move a ball like that? Do you know what I mean? It's no. like, and that was, I, lo- I loved him as a player. I thought, yeah. you know, I was gay when he left, to be honest. Yeah, I think a lot of people were. And, but then, you know, looking at retrospect, he left Marseille to come to us <laughs> doing the same, he did the same thing basically as he did going back to Marseille from us. And yeah. you get that without those types of players, don't you? Those mercurial yeah. players, you know, they're very temperamental. I'm thinking, you know, Arnie as well. I mean, you know, the only reason we got Decanio was because he pushed the referee over. You know, know what I mean? We get, some, we get, we buy players when we bought in right. We buy players when they've just gone past a sell by day a lot of the time. Yeah, don't we? In all fairness, we yeah. do. It's funny you should say about him going to Marseille because I had a couple of years living in France. My dad's yeah. an antique yeah. dealer, and I went out there and done a bit of work with him, and yeah. we were shipping a few antiques. And I lived near Rennes. Okay, so I wanted to go football every week. So my, you know, a friend I had out there, he said, well, come with me, Stade Brené. They're, they're a good team in yeah. the championat. And it was seven euros, mate. Wow. Right? To get in. And I watched the Gengon versus Ren Derby. And there was, in goal for Ren was Peter Cech. And yeah. up front for Gengon was Maluda and Drogba. Oh, wow. Seven euros. You know what <laughs> I mean? But I always remember watching uh, us, and uh, Ren had the uh, E sign from... Uh, What's his name? in shot with a blue water. Radichoyu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. And I was telling, trying to explain to my friends. I said, this geezer played for Rock, you know what I mean? And so, so yeah, but the the, the French football was, uh, you know, I had a couple of seasons of, uh, I actually went to see Ren play Villa as well at Ren and when they played them in the, in the, in the cup. And, yeah. yeah, but I was always, I had my sky on, do you know what I mean? I was, every West Ham game and, yeah. and but, you know, I used to come back every couple of weeks and I'd get to games, but, yeah, but I used to go and watch Ren quite a lot. So I yeah. still got a little bit of a soft spot. And then Sacco actually signed from a little while ago. Yeah, so, he did. Yeah, he did. And that's the uh, thing. I mean, I mean, also, Payet as well. You know, when he was at Marseille before he came to us, he wasn't like, he wasn't like tearing up trees. You know, he wasn't like in the league. He was a good player, but he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't getting to the French team and stuff. We, we made them the player he was, you know. Um, yeah. and, and there wasn't many, and I can't think of any, other foreign-based players who have just done that in the, you know, because most foreign-based players, they come in, take some good three or four games, you know, Tevez didn't do nothing for the first six months, really. Um, and But he, like, literally first day, wasn't it? When we played uh, played Arsenal, he was doing Rabonas, he was doing yeah. all the tricks. It was, yeah, it was... It was that, a- that was shocking. What signings, eh? 
Yeah. How could you ever think they would come and play for us? And then like, boom, we, you know what I mean? There was, Do you know what? Was... I interviewed, uh, I interviewed uh, John Pansel and I asked him that exact question. I was like, right, so as, as a player, right, you turn up for training in Chad Hoif and Tevez and Mascherano turn up. How do you feel? He went, I, I was speechless. I was actually <laughs> speechless. I didn't understand what was going on, but that's football. You know, you got, we, we, we live in a weird world and, uh, and I said, they must have felt exactly the same because they literally have been like carted off the play. They looked like, I mean, they looked like they were, they were hijacked, weren't they? They looked like they were hostages, really. <laughs> that picture of them and Pardew, like at Upton Park. You expected immigration to walk into Upton Park and go, who are these two fellas? <laughs> So it's like, okay, can, you, can you imagine like giving them directions to Chad Oif? Right, okay, so you yeah. go, go, you go on the A12, you turn right at the Moby Dick pub, um, yeah. you know, ignore the goal, the Moby Dick golf course, carry, you know, yeah. oh, it's just mental. But again, West Ham, you know, it's just a West yeah. Ham thing. Right, yeah. So we'll put Pyatt in, and we're back to the team. We'll put Pyatt in. Let's go into the centre midfield. Who's your first centre midfield then, Nigel? Defensive midfielder, Billy Bonds. Billy Bonds, yeah. 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 Who I saw in again in Blue Water, actually, Marks and Spencer's buying his groceries. So I had to go up and speak to him, obviously. And he was a great guy, you know. What I mean, he, he had time, spoke to me for half an hour about the team, and yeah, yeah so but he was a he was a it's a beast of a man, do you know. What I mean, like, yeah. he's, you know, he was a, a proper no nonsense player, and we need someone like that. We ain't had someone like that for a long time, no, no, I know what you mean. No. So nice, you just hang around Blue Water all the time. That's what it sounds like. You know, you've got, you've got, you met Billy Bonds, you met, you yeah. know, what's the name? You, you know, you, yeah. you, Radachoy was in Blue Water. You know, it's yeah. like, it, it's all... I see Teddy all... Sheringham there as well. So, uh, it's the place yeah. to go. It's the place to go. Money. They love it. They've got to spend their money somewhere, mate. Yeah, but you think, oh, well, but, you know, but you think, you know, they've got to go over the bridge and they've got to pay them, <laughs> got to pay a couple of quid to go over the bridge as well, isn't it? <laughs> From Chadawif, you know, over the A13. It's crazy. <laughs> All right, okay, we'll put Bonzo in. Who's going to be your next midfielder then, Nigel? Trevor Brookin. Trevor Brookin. Yep, so my dog's trying loved to him, you know, Loved him as a footballer and, you know, loved watching him play for England, funny mm. enough, for the partnership he had with Kevin Keegan. Yeah. I remember the old one-two against, you know, the old one-two and that goal against Hungary where it stuck in the old stand. You know what I mean? Those things stick with you from when you were a kid and, like, you know... And you, you remember those things. Yeah. When I was younger, I had this little, uh, it was like, it was an old decorating uh, book. It had these big pages on it. And I remember every Sunday, my granddad, we used to get the news of the world and he used to get all the papers. And I used to take all the newspaper cuttings out of them. And, uh, and I used to stick them all in the, uh, in the, like a scrapbook, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I used to draw little pictures and that, like, you know, the, the old golf club legs and all that sort of thing, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was only like eight, nine years old. And uh, my daughter, Scarlett, she bought me a thing the other day. Uh, it's a little book. And it brought back real memories because it had all the newspaper cuttings in it. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen one of them. My dad, my dad got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An amazing thing. But like, all that Trevor Brookin, he epitomises what West Ham, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's, a, a, you know, I'm one of the people I've never met. You know, I've met a lot of people, you know, famous people. It's what I do for a living. And, and the zoo, when I worked at London Zoo and all stuff, and I've, I've met a lot of famous people mm. doing things. You know, I met Mikhail Gorbachev and Barack Obama through what I do for a living with, you know, getting on film sets and things like that. Yeah. One person I've never met is Trevor Brookin. I'd love to meet, do you know that? But I've never got a chance to meet him on all these years. And right. you'd think you would, wouldn't you? I think you just bump, yeah, you, as you said, like in a, in a car I'd probably bump into my blue water, mate. You, you, oh, I think you've got to hang yeah. around there, Nigel. Eventually, you'll catch, you know, be like a, be like Pokemon. You've got to catch them all, and I think you'll catch them all. <laughs> exactly. Trevor Brookin's in the, uh, he's with Jigglypuff there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just, there. yeah. Get the, West Ham go, not Pokemon go. Yeah, or Blue Wall. Yeah, or go to Marks and Spencers or go up to the um, uh, House of Fraser at the top, you know, whatever. But you're, you get them eventually. You get them eventually. <laughs> I'll put Brooke in. All right, let's go up front then. Nigel, who's your first striker, man? Paolo. Paolo. PDC. He's, you know, obviously, have you seen a footballer with skill like that? Have you read his biography? About oh, I, do you know what? I haven't. I haven't read his biography. Someone mentioned it the other day. Their mum bought it for them when they were like 10 and the mum never really 
read it <laughs> before they pass it on to him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I've read his biography. No, well, I mean, the skill that bloke had was like, mm. and the things he used to do on the pitch were like the things your mates do on a Sunday, yeah. like proper yeah. mugging someone off on the line, like flicking it through their legs with a rabona. Or, or I remember him playing against Watford, absolutely destroying, like, uh. It was Darius Henderson or someone? He just, he just, oh, it was like sublime watching it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like that's what you pay your money to watch Paolo. He's exactly. and, and he loved us, didn't he, as well? And that was he the did. thing. No, he did. And, you're right. Uh, you know what a player. What, yeah. Even when I was, I was still playing, obviously football then, and I remember going out on a Sunday buying a pair of gold boots. Do you know what I mean? And like even you know at like thirty odd, I'd go around running a pair of gold boots so he could be like Paolo. You know, like and you know. It's, it's some of the stuff he did with the football and some Brilliant. of the goals, you know what I mean? Yeah. They were spectacular stuff, stuff that you do in the playground and in training that you'd never, you'd feel, was so, you know, so audacious. What a yeah. player. No, I know what you mean. And it's it's, diff- it's funny, isn't it? Because, like, you know, someone like Pyatt, He's he's the Pirates probably the most skillful player I've seen, but Palo was the best player because he had the skill, but then he had the entertainment. You know, he was... Yeah. And that's what... He was dramatic, and that's what we liked. It was like a soap opera every game for him, wasn't it? It was like yeah. the villain was the referee or the centre back, and you know, and like someone was talking about that the Bradford City game the other day. Oh and, no, that game with the penalty and and the, it was oh, Paolo. But the whole thing was like that's what I mean. It's like you know that 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 epitomised that era, that red nap era, where it was just mental. You know, every game you, I mean, you'd never go on on a Saturday thinking, oh, we got Bradford City. Oh, we're all right. And it became one of the most entertaining matches in the ever, you know. And it's yeah. just, but that, that happened was, all the time at West Ham. That was who was that fellow I had up front? He, was, he, was, uh, he had the red hair. Do you remember? Uh, Lawrence, um, someone Lawrence, wasn't it? I can't remember. He had a red skinhead, didn't he? Like, yeah. he's, yeah. that's right. I remember that game though. Jamie Lawrence, I think it was Jamie Lawrence. If it's wrong, Kent Hammers will, will, mesh, will mention it in the in the comments. Yeah, I remember yeah. giving a bit of stick to uh, to uh, what's his name. Dean Windass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember calling him Squashy Nose or something. He caught the right arm. I thought he was going to come and punch me in the head. He was that close. You know what I mean? I thought he'd literally come across. He had the right eight over it. But it was, that's part of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Power, yeah, yeah, you're right. Power is box office. Right, okay. Who's he going to partner up? Who's the final piece of this King Eleven? Frank McAvenny. Oh, Macca. Yeah. What a great striker. Again... Yeah. Great personality. These yeah. players had something about them that was a little bit more than like, do you know what I mean? They, they, we always seem to get these players, don't we? have got real something. Marco Anatovic was a great player. I did want to put him, I, I loved him. And when he left, I was gutted because I thought he was one of the best players we've had for a long time. Yeah, agreed. But they've all got to have these, they've all got problems in their life. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Frank, you know, the stories, the cocaine binges, the page three girls and all that. But, but on a Sunday, on a, on a Saturday, he was like, "Yeah, come on!" And he banged the goals in. He loved, he yeah. loved the drama and like. But some of the games I saw him play, you know, I mean, I remember watching us beat Luton five 0 on a Tuesday so or Wednesday night in the FA Cup, and he was brilliant. And uh, there was another one where he, he came on as a sub in his second second spell, and it's against Barnsley. We was like three two 0 down, and we beat him three two, and he got the winner. Yeah. And those, you know what I mean? But Frank Frank McAvenny. Uh, yeah, he's he was brilliant. I've read his, I've read his biography as well. It's very good. So. <laughs> he's brilliant, and he's a lovely bloke. Have you met him in Blue Water? No, not yet, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, well, be he's in Scotland, so yeah, you have to go. Muc, yeah, yeah Muc Blue Water. I'm just going to hang around there. I'm just going to hang around Blue Water and interview the players. Go with a GoPro and a GoPro, and I could interview them all. Save having to organise them. No, Mac is brilliant, and I and. Again, um, we we've been lucky enough to interview him, and um, and he was brilliant. And you know, like you know, like the, the assumption that all footballers play golf, and you yeah. know, it's like. But every time I've phoned him or texted him, he's been on the golf course to try and organise. I've phoned him up, miss call. <laughs> oh no, Russ, yeah, yeah, I'm on the golf course. Oh, what's right? And he phones me back on the way back from the golf course. He was brilliant. I, I absolutely, he was one of my favourite interviews because he was just so so genuine and stuff. And we went on for like an hour before and um, we did the interview for 40 minutes you must have chatted for half an hour afterwards as well yeah, so much time for the man funny funny guy and the last so I, him, 
all them Scots are like that, aren't they? They're, They're all brilliant. Like... I mean, we had. Um, I mean, I mean, again, I've been in really, 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 really privileged position in terms of this this channel, and like, of course, of course it must be had, brilliant. It's brilliant, and you know, when like you had speaking of the Scots, I had like. Um, like Ray Stewart, Ray Stewart like phoned me. Like, I wanted to interview. Yeah, the Tonka, and um, because I tried to get him on the channel, but he doesn't like doing Zoom. And I was like, fair enough, we'll do it when you're, you know, this is going to be a long-term thing. You can when we all get back, you'll be at Upton Park, well, Upton Park, London Stadium. I wish uh, we'd be at London Stadium, and we'll uh, we'll sort something out. Um, and he was literally, as you said, when like Billy Bonds like, spoke to you for 40 minutes about the football, he then spoke to me for an hour and a half about West Ham. You know, he didn't have to. He, you know, and then he just went, oh, sorry, Russ, I've got to the, go. The, the players are people, mate, aren't they? The players are they people. Are. The other, I was at the centre the other day, one of the centres. So one of my centres is in Billericay, funny yeah. enough. Uh, do you know Barley Lands in Billericay? Yeah, I know Barley Lands, yeah. Well, you know the big bird of prey centre there? Yeah. I founded that, the farm park. So I founded okay. that. So all the birds are prey there. And I was there one day. I was yeah. walking through with one of the birds on my fist and Ginge walks past with his family. <laughs> well, you so see, I, really I was like, oh, yeah, how you doing? And like, do you know what I mean? And he was, yeah. do you know what I mean? Top bloke. So it's, you just see them out sometimes, you know they're what I mean? I just, yeah, they're all so lovely and they're just normal people. And like, you know, Ray Stewart made me laugh because we must have spoken about an hour and a half about West Ham and what, what, it, what he'd do to make it better. And he went, actually, Russ, I've got to go. I'm really sorry because the, the tea bags are just dried on the line, so I've got to bring them in for it rains. <laughs> and it's like, for absolutely brilliant. That's, that's, absolutely brilliant. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's the sort of humour you Such like. Tat, yeah. They are good. They are, they are good guys. They are good. And, so, there, was uh, a, and there was a real togetherness with, with that team, you know, with the 80 and the 85, 86 team, which you, can, which you get when you talk to them because they have so many stories about uh about everyone being together and closeness and you know as you said it was it was that personality and that, that's changed in the game obviously you know you don't get that sense of loyalty anymore now you you'll get like payettes and they have a couple of good seasons then but if you get three seasons off a player now you've done well um definitely, and, mate, definitely. and and that, that is a shame but so is a manager you get three seasons of a manager they, they, they've done a good job um, you know what? i was only talking about this the other day with the managers and like john lyle and that and then Manager in our day has got a shelf life of like a year. Yeah. They lose four or five games, mate. Right, you're off. See you later. Yeah. It's more like the old days here. Dario yeah. Guardi. How long has he been with Crow? Dario Guardi. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Years so and years and years. It doesn't happen anymore, does it? It does yeah. not happen anymore. It's like, you know, when I interviewed Harry, Harry was a, uh, he was a West Ham manager for seven years. Seven years. I can't remember him being that long. Can I remember Lou Macari being manager and like, but he bought in some great players. He, he bought did. Bought, he bought, he bought in, uh, obviously, he bought in Bish, didn't he? And uh, and Morley for Mark Ward and yeah. and Ludo. I want to think, I can't remember. I'm, I might be wrong. I, I liked Trevor Morley. Yeah, I've, have you had him on? Not yet. I've I've had Bish on. Uh, Morley is, is someone I want to get on. There's a whole yeah. bunch. There's a whole bunch. I mean, I've been very fortunate, as I said. Uh, you know, it's I've been, I've been sort of very lucky in terms of people being kind enough to share your phone numbers and stuff. <laughs> of course, but, you know they must love it like we do. Do you know what I mean? Coming on and they doing do. a little bit. They do. Yeah, they I mean. Do. It's, it's a good laugh, isn't it? It's good laugh, and it's nice. But I, but to be honest, you know, I'd be perfectly honest. I, just, I, I feel more more pressure talking to players than you do about fans, because fans, like you know, as you said, you know, you don't get everything right in your head. But with footballers, it's their it's their job, isn't it? So it's like if I start talking to you about birds of prey or whatever, and I'm just like making an assumption, you get no, no, that's wrong. It's the same with a footballer. Russ, you get, Russ, listen, mate, I'll get messages everywhere, right? So this is. We've got this baby bird. What do we yeah. do with it? I'll yeah. get it in a week. <laughs> we got this, this, you know what? Send me pictures. What is this bird? Yeah. My, my hundred messages a week, mate. Online. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All the time. It don't stop. Or what is this animal? What's this? What's that? Because they, obviously it's been my whole life. Do you know what I mean? I've been all around the world. The job yeah. is to, well, let's call it no qualifications, mate. Yeah. Now I speak a couple of languages. Lived in South Africa, I lived in Hong Kong, I lived yeah. in France, I lived, you know what I mean? Just because I knew what I wanted to do when I left school. Yeah. I always yeah. wanted to work at London Zoo. And I got the job, mate, when I was like in my 30s. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to wait all that time. So I know, bad. I know. Although we did have some pigeons nesting in, in, our, in our tree the other day and my dog's going absolutely apeshit at them. So, which is very rare because I've never seen the baby pigeon. You know, I could never, you? 
No, I've never seen a bait, and, and, and I did. Anyway, we, we digress. Anyway, guys, no, it's just been lovely, lovely. Oh my god! Do you like just, that? Yeah. It's random, mate, isn't it? It's 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 really random. That's really spooky. <laughs> does he? Does is it? Is it a? Do they? Does 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 she? He? Does he live in your house? No, nah, it's just like I've got loads of. I've got about seventy owls. Oh my so, god. Uh, yeah, and I've got loads of I've got vultures, eagles, and falcons and hawks and stuff. Oh my god, that's incredible! That's this incredible. is a, this is just like a small one that I just it's just like I use it for like when I do like encounters with kids and yeah, stuff. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah, because to be honest, I you know I'll be perfectly honest. I I had a shut up, Bella. Um, she can she can she can sense the owl. That's what it is. Um. I mean, I had a, again, we're not, it's nothing to do West Ham, but I once had a, a birds of prey thing. Uh, it was at an event, a day or whatever. And a hawk, or I don't know, I was only in a, a little kid in a pram, attacked my mum's my handbag in front of me to get, I don't know what he got. And from then on, I've had, <laughs> I, I don't know what it was, but from then on, I've had this complete irrational fear of birds. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah, it's really weird. It's really weird. But then I had the same thing with dogs, and now, now I've got... <laughs> <laughs> I, it, you know, I thought I just randomly like, I just randomly bring that into the picture. <laughs> but it's the way she's all creeped in. Jackie Hughes that told me to do it. She oh. has to get an or something and like just put it on there. All right, cheers, Jackie. Anyway, I started to like her. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> delete her video tomorrow. Anyway, mate, it's, been, <laughs> yeah. it's been lovely talking to you. That's been had an absolute blast. Thank you so much for your yeah. time. Yeah, and thanks for having me on, mate. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure, man. Obviously, thank you to everyone for watching. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed the little uh, little nature discussion at the end. And yeah, um, yeah, of course. And, and for me and Nigel, everybody, <laughs> take care, everybody. Stay safe, and we'll see you all soon. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.